Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good afternoon, Paige. Good afternoon, Mom. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. How was your day? It was good. What'd you do today? I took a driving lesson. A driving lesson? A How driving exciting. Lesson. And I drove you. You did drive me no, somewhere. No, two separate things. Yeah. The driving lesson wasn't with her. God, no. Um, she refuses to do that now. You know? It was just the one time. It's best for our relationship. Twice. Twice, and it was too traumatizing. It was. I didn't but you, hit anything. You are older now, and not quite as nervous. All right. So today, we're talking about task. Paralysis. Yes. Ask paralysis. Um, and what did you learn? Um, I learned well the definition because you just type it in. You don't even have to type in ADHD. It just, I guess, has a generic definition. Mm-hmm. But it's the inability to start a task because you're waiting for the perfect timing or condition. Uh-huh. And then for ADHD, it's like procrastinating doing a task because by doing like other things or zoning out because you're either too overwhelmed or because you're afraid that you're going to, that it's not going to be perfect. Right. So often people with ADHD will not start a task because it's not perfectly planned or they can't do it perfectly or um they or they get really involved in the actual planning Mm -hmm. it's a planning they enjoy not the doing um so yeah i find it interesting that people with adhd are like perfectionists because like we're also impulsive which the two in my brain don't like go go together yeah but that's adhd in general it's very um um paradoxical right mm-hmm. there I are lots of things that don't because match you just like do things without thinking so and you have to think in order for it to be planned out and for it to be perfect mm-hmm. so when you act without thinking it's right. kind of and it's it's weird it's it just is, weird it's a weird paradox am i a perfectionist do you think you're a perfectionist? Maybe sometimes. I don't think it's your biggest ADHD challenge <clears throat> at all. But <clears throat> other people are. Like it keeps them from doing anything. anything. Or from even like trying anything because they can't do it perfectly. Right. right? So that's when it becomes a big, big problem. To like driving. Anything like my math homework. Or... Oh, yeah. You know, filling out a job application. I wasn't good or, enough to be I wasn't good enough at math to be afraid of getting the answers wrong. <laughs> so but yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Okay. Um let's see here. Or feeling unmotivated or hesitant to do larger projects. Right. Because a giant project is kind of unmotivating because you have so much to do. What could be overwhelming? Yeah. They don't know where to start or it yes. all looks important. Yes. <laughs> um, 
looking fear of not being perfect um the lack of executive function skills yep so planning and staking the steps to care or carrying out steps to complete a task mm-hmm. in organizing all of the all of the executive functions really or even like if you need materials or you need to gather information or what I found is really if there's more than three steps to doing a task, mm-hmm. most of my clients won't do won't do the task, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so then it's about finding ways to simplify tasks or to set yourself up for success. Like some of my clients, before they leave work or stop studying for the day, depending on what they do. Um, they will like open the files that they need to do the work that they need to do the next morning because that takes away one more step. Yeah, like no, no, like on their computer. No, like on their computer. So if they need a certain program in order to do and do their job, or if they need, um, they might need actual information. So they'll leave that information out. So when they get to their desk, and they open their computer, it's already there. Mm-hmm. So one, it takes away that step. Mm-hmm. And two, it reminds them as soon as their da- their computer opens in the morning that that's what they need to do that day. Right. Yeah, right? <clears throat> so. Um, came across this thing called ADHD brain dumping mm-hmm. or brain dump not dumping mm-hmm. brain dump and i don't know how easily it sounds easy when i was reading it mm-hmm. but i'm not sure i've ever done it i'm not sure how like practical it is if you were to actually execute it but instead of trying to like organize all of your thoughts in your brain or like all of the thoughts or all of the tasks that you need to do in your brain mm-hmm. which tends to be more overwhelming Either you can write them down with like a pen and a paper or digitally, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, and then review and eliminate the ones that you don't really need. Like that mm-hmm. new Harry Potter game probably isn't a task. Buying that probably isn't the most important task on your to-do list. Probably not. Probably not. Um, so review and eliminate. And then prioritize and organize the ones that are left. So that's where it was like, okay, but then how do you do that? Right. So with my clients, I take them through like five D's. So they look at their list of things Mm -hmm. and then we delete anything that doesn't truly need to be done. Right. Right. So we delete and then we... If there's anything that doesn't need to be actually done today, that can be delayed or even better scheduled for a different time. Um, And then after that, then there's delegate. So if there's somebody else you can have do Do something. So that doesn't mean like some people are like, but I, well, exactly. (laughs) Like, so some people Sometimes you're delegating to somebody that you pay. Right. So that would be an assistant that would be nice. or people who are employees under you. Or mm-hmm. if you're like a mom, it might be that you're going to delegate to your children. Right. 
But you're delegating to your children. And even though it's more work in the front, because like maybe you're teaching them to do the laundry, right? but you have to teach them, right? So that first or second or third or fourth time, depending on if your kid has ADHD too, mm-hmm. um, it might take a little input from you, mm-hmm. but ultimately now that's off your plate right. and you've taught your kid a skill that they're going to need for the rest of their lives, right? right? So, but sometimes it's like having your house cleaned or when I use Clickless and have the grocery store grocery shop for me, yeah. I'm delegating that. You are. Right? Um, <clears throat> so delegation is great. And then there's diminishing your tasks. So that would be having like templated responses in your email. If you're writing emails that are often very um, similar but to you your job. You can, you can save templates for mm-hmm. emails. Yes. Hmm. You can really use emails for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that. But I also have clients that have made like packing lists and they keep them in their phone. Mm-hmm. So they have to come up with a packing list every time they have to go somewhere. Or, um, or if you're a parent, it could be like the information you give a babysitter or house sitting information or... Um, for some people, their job really requires them to do like, um, reports that are very similar. So you could just like take the old report, edit it, and then, and then, then, you know, save it as a new document. Right. So I have one client who she lives up in the mountains. And so she gets a lot of family visitors. People want to come visit her all the time. They want to just. This would have stayed at her house, basically, right. <laughs> and use her as a hotel. Um, um, so she has this templated, like, when somebody says they want to come, she's like, that's great. And she sends them this template that she came up with. Like family? Anybody who stays at her house. So, um, and it says, like, what kind of foods do you like? So that she can make sure she has food that they like in her house. Um, what's your expectation for this visit? Right. So sometimes the expectation, like, I mean, everybody that stays with her knows her really well. Right. Right. But some of them truly are using her as a hotel. Okay. And they're so, like, we'll eat dinner and breakfast with you. And the rest of the day, we're going to be skiing. Right. Oh. It's like, okay. Okay. Um, right. Other people are like, oh, we really want to be able to spend time with you and your daughter. Right. So, okay. um, so she can like schedule things out in advance, but so she just sends that. And then it just makes her life easier to know what they're expecting. <laughs> Um, so, um, but if she had to think of those questions every time somebody emailed her to ask to stay at her place, that would take a lot for her. Mm -hmm. So, so she came up with it once actually with me in a coaching session and then she saved it as a document and that's Mm -hmm. what she uses. Right. So any way that you can diminish any tasks that you're doing, grocery lists, um, any, anything that you like repeatedly do, there's mm-hmm. a shortcut to do, right? Yes. So then the last D on there, anything that's left has to be done, right? That's, right. That's due. Right. right. So, yes. Um, but that can be really helpful, but you're right. The right. prioritizing it is kind of hard. Yeah. Just oh, prioritize. I have one client. I have one client that uses the question, what do I need to do at work today in order not to get fired? That's a good question. Everyone should ask themselves. What do I need to do to not be fired? Right. Other people will say like, 
you know, if it's a more of a parenting thing, then the question changes to like, how can I build my relationship with my son today? Right. Um, so often answering questions in order to prioritize works better than like, which of these is most important because to the ADHD brain, they all look equally important. Right. Um, then it was split them into different categories or deadlines. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then add them to your calendar. You like uh, either like a digital calendar that will send you reminders like Google, Google calendar, I guess, sends reminders. It can send reminders. Um, Although I find a lot of people ignore ignore the reminders. So I thought this would, I think in I think for most of my clients, an open calendar works the best, right. like a calendar that sits on their desk that's paper. And sees. Right. Because there's people with ADHD tend to be pretty tactile, right? So if they write something in their calendar, they're more likely to remember it anyway. Right. But if it's also out, then they see it right. more often, right? The problem with digital calendars is unless you have like, three screens Mm -hmm. in your work setup and you can leave your calendar up on one of them all the time Mm -hmm. a calendar that's in your computer or in your phone is out of sight out of mind right right so it doesn't work for a lot of my clients Mm -hmm. some of my clients are very um they're very sensitive to auditory sounds Mm -hmm. so when they get an auditory reminder it does work for them right but it's not wasn't right no right like I, I don't i don't like that system when they use that system because it bothers them when it goes off um but i find that most of my clients will dismiss a reminder without doing the task because they'll do it in a minute but yeah in a minute doesn't, in a minute doesn't happen uh-uh. someone should create an app where it makes like different noises i know like random giving away like oh sorry great app ideas to I'm people sorry <laughs> well, I don't even know about like creating. That. It's expensive to make an app. Oh, is it? I'll yeah. probably never do it then. So <laughs> you can take that idea. <laughs> um, then make the tax tap. Make the tasks uh-huh. achievable. Uh-huh. You can put um try, uh, make them into like little subtasks, like the subtasks. Uh-huh. So like making dinner is a big task and then but like getting out if there's meat you have to get that meat out from the freezer that's a mm-hmm. subtask mm-hmm. cutting up all the vegetables is a subtask mm-hmm. um turning on the oven it's a you subtask could really break it down you could really really really, really bring it down i tell people to. to like it's fine if somewhere you want to write down like if you're planning a wedding there's a lot of that would tasks, be that's, right? that's that might be somebody that might be something you want to delegate to a wedding planner but if you don't have the budget for that probably not you could write down every single step you really could Maybe. but what goes on your calendar is not work on wedding plans or right. it's <laughs> or a planned specific. wedding it's like, like call the flower people exactly call, call a caterer well, and whatever it's but, more like, exactly like call two caterer, caterers and get quotes, right? Like that that might be the only task you do in a single day for oh, that right. project. 
right? You gotta pay everybody money. Weddings are expensive. So, so I'm always trying to get people to like, when you're writing a task down that you need to do, you want to start it with a verb. A verb. A verb. Okay. You don't want to. Does that make it more exciting or something? It tells you to move. Move. Okay. Um, and you want to only do the the smallest Thanks. task possible, right? Nice. So like if I needed to go to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription, I wouldn't write on my task list prescription, right? I would write go to pharmacy, right? Um, it said that you can... When you write it on your to-do list or on your calendar, you can cross them off as you go. So I guess if you have that satisfaction, which I sometimes have the satisfaction of like crossing stuff off and seeing the list get smaller. Mm -hmm. Crosses, check marks. Smiley face, stickers, whatever you want to do. Crosses and check marks. I have one person who writes her list in pencil. And then when she does the task, she erases it because she's like eradicating it from her list. Nice. It's very that's nice. Very satisfying for her. That sounds very satisfying. Whatever works. Um, I like the stickers. Stickers are gold cool. Get yourself gold star. Everyone loves stickers. Doesn't like gold. That's stars. what my psychologist teacher in high school would do. If, <laughs> she would give out stickers, and we all loved it. <laughs> we were sixteen and still loved <laughs> stickers. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. Schedule out the time to do one task at a time. Triple it. Yes. Because if you think it takes five minutes, it takes 15. Most likely. Most likely. And if it doesn't, then, hey, bonus, you gained 10 minutes in your day and you <laughs> can do something else. Yes. I have clients that write down task lists sometimes in how long the task takes. So in order to do this, it takes them specifically, okay. right? So so they'll have a task list, that's like 10 minute tasks, 20 minute tasks, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and if they find like they got out of a meeting early and now they have an extra 20 minutes, they look at their 20 minute task list and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, what can I like knock off, right. off this list? That in order to do that, you have to have Time to yourself right. doing those tasks. But some of that, so that won't, doesn't work for necessarily everything. Like, like the, Like the dishes. The amount of dishes you have depends on how long it takes. Yeah, but if it's dinner dishes on for a one regular. Person. Right. So for, one, for you. Right. So when you move into your own place, your dishes will take you five minutes or less. Probably. When we have Thanksgiving dinner. Yikes. That's not going to take that, right? So we're talking about like on average, on average okay. how long does it take you to do your dishes in your house? Right. So if you're a family of five, it's going to take somebody longer than if it's just like a husband and wife and no, no kids. No right? ones. So, so it's about how long it takes you to do a specific task, right? Right. It might take some people like 10 minutes to mow their lawn because they only have like four green strips in the front of their house and that's all the grass they have. And it may take somebody else an hour because they've got an acre of grass, right? So oh my gosh. So it's really about like specific to yeah. you and your life. Most 
most of my clients are pretty resistant to timing anything ever. <laughs> um, because they don't want to or because they're afraid to see how long it's Because they don't them. want to. Because it they don't want to. sound okay. exciting. It too. doesn't. <laughs> right? But it does help. It does help. Like if you know, if you know, on average, you can answer three emails in 20 minutes. That's great, right? Because now you had an extra 20 minutes and you probably have like 100 unopened emails um, or more. Um, then you know you can knock off three of them with that 20 minutes, right? Yes. So it does help. Yes. I, I have lots of clients, though, that time stuff by like music playlists. That's a good way to time stuff because music, mm-hmm. a song is usually like a set time. It's about three Unless it's a rush song, there are songs really long. are like ten minutes long. So it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's great. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but how can you sing for that long? That sounds <laughs> well, exhausting. Not there's a lot. Of, there's a, a lot, lot of instruments. instruments. Yes, that's funny. Okay. Um, focus on completion and not perfection. Mm. As long as your dishes get in the dishwasher, it doesn't matter. That is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing something that like actually no. needs to be like. Done is better than perfect across the board. Anything. Anything. Changing your kid's diaper. Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Doing a presentation at work. Done, done is, is better than, than perfect. perfect. Because the alternative is, is not ha- being fired. prepared to do the presentation, which is bad. Yes. Right. So maybe in driving. You want to drive yes. pretty damn good. You do. But. <laughs> Or if you're a doctor, you want to be right on point. Yes. But in general, day-to-day life things, done's done. better than perfect. Done is better than Even perfect. like budgeting. Like as long as you're close eyeballing Ball. it, then eyeball, right? Like because something, something is better than nothing. Yes. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, reward yourself. Does it have to be like extravagant? Yes. It doesn't have to cost money at all. It doesn't have to cost money. You could just listen to this podcast I really like. Or, you know, binge watch three episodes of whatever. Criminal Minds. If that was you, yes. (laughs) If you can find Criminal Minds, because Netflix got rid of Criminal Minds. (gasps) It's actually really upsetting. (laughs) Because Hulu has the other half. But you didn't finish the I first didn't, half. I didn't finish the first half. <laughs> and now I don't know where to get it. It's really I'm upsetting. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> it's it's serious. It's just a TV show. It is show. just a TV show, but I have to know how it ends. Okay. What else? Anyway. Um, I don't know what that meant. I don't remember what this means, but keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going on your little your little sub sub task. Yeah. I guess. I think also like a really great way to start doing tasks is to do the low hanging fruit easy ones first. So whatever is easiest, so if you have this big long list of things to do and you've got ones that are like super easy to do, right? being able to check off a bunch of those first 
And then that can like build some confidence and some motivation and some like, it gets the ball rolling because you're already in emotion, right? Yes. There's this phrase called eat the frog. I think there's a book with that too. And um, it means like, if you do the hardest thing first, then, um, then anything else you do that day will be easy. I see. So A, don't eat frogs. And B- well, I mean, some people eat frogs, but like not yeah. a live one, which is what the, is which is what it's referring to. A live frog. Um, um, but um, that doesn't work for people with ADHD. Doing the hardest thing first makes them procrastinate even more. Yes. Right. That's not a, that's not a way to to motivate you. Like I'm going to get up and write my ten page paper first. That's, you, that's you're not, not going to happen. Um, but I'm going to get up and, you know, get my resources together. That seems good. You could do that. I'm going to get up and turn on the computer. That's a good one. Um, It could be like, I'm going to get up and like through my app, you know, reschedule an appointment or whatever. Right. So low hanging fruit, if you can like knock off three or four low hanging fruits, Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're chunking things out, you want to make them as close to easy, low hanging fruit as possible. Right. Um, keep things interesting. Because mm-hmm. doing mundane tasks is boring. It's actually like it is boring, but even more than that, it's a if you have an ADHD brain, then you have an interest based brain. Right. So if you're doing anything that's not interest-based your brain's not going to want to do it right so it's like a it's a biological need that things are interesting it's not just like oh it makes it more fun it's right like i can clean the house without music but cleaning it with music is a hell of a lot more fun for me right but i don't need the music to clean other people i need the music exactly you need the music to clean right so it is a biological necessity to make it fun so anyway you can gamify any task will be helpful so whether that's like you make it a competition and you're racing somebody else or you're just playing like beat the clock to beat your own time and doing something or um or you're you know listening to something that you enjoy or I have one client that was really into Star Trek so Ooh. everything she did she had Star Trek on in the background because oh. she said it was like being with old friends oh she loves Star Trek I know it's not your thing but like Spock, it was great uh, for her I don't remember his name um so <clears throat> fun is fun isn't just like I think people get this idea that like they're babying themselves or they're 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 not being adults or whatever when they have to make things fun but like it it's a biological need mm-hmm. so otherwise if you're not making it fun you it's just like banging your head against the wall why would you do that that's crazy that is crazy mm-hmm. do the things you love it's not all work all work no play yeah that's like take breaks your brain needs a break mm-hmm. sometimes even though some of my clients have trouble doing things that they say they want to do right right yes. 
I've got a client who wants to create music but can't get motivated enough to do it. I have a client who wants to write but can't get motivated to sit down and write, right? So um, sometimes even what you want to do is hard, right? So yes. then you really just need to ask yourself, what's truly blocking you and in those cases it's almost always fear fear of like people not accepting their work fear of criticism fear of failure fear of success lots of fear fear of success yeah why would someone fear being successful so you write a book it's super successful yes and now you have to write another one what if you have you don't have to but like I mean, unless you're a writer and that's like exactly. your thing. But if it's like a one-off, like well, if I wrote a book, write one-off books. Like most people who write are like, they're writers. That's what they do, right? Okay. So, so, you know, sometimes success also changes your life, right? That's true. And not everybody wants their life to be changed. That's true. <laughs> so you have to just figure out what what is the fear that you're, that's keeping you from doing the thing that you say you want. Right. That's a bigger coaching topic. Yes. Or therapy. Yes. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Twice the support. Awesome. Anything else? Mm, I have nothing else. How, what, what in there did you identify with when you were um, researching it? With like what works or... Like More identified, you, like what what works. So yeah, what works, but also like, do you find yourself, you know, avoiding certain things for certain reasons, or what what makes you not motivated to do the things that you need to do? Um, doing the things that I like, not doing the things that I. Wait. Am I trying to say? I don't know. You're answering the question though. What makes you not do the things that you need to do? Yes, that. Um maybe failing or it not being like the way that I imagined it. Um, not necessarily like imagines how something goes and then when it doesn't do it that way. I don't necessarily know how to like come up with a way quick enough to always fix it. Okay. Or I think too much ahead and like am set on that way. Mm. A little black and white thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um the sub the subtask thing is good. Yeah. Like like when Making I cook really small. Mm-hmm. That was always, like, I didn't always like it, especially with all of the meals that were, like, harder. Yeah. There were some meals where you had to do, like, several things at one time. Mm -hmm. And then I would burn your pan, and then you were like, dude, you burned my pan. Yeah, I don't like pans to be burned. So. So, simple recipes. Simple, like, crock pots or whatever. Yeah, throw everything in the one pot and let it cook. Instapot. Stews are good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Say goodbye. Boy.
Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.